0: Christmas Eve, y'all. It's Welcome back to the Homesteads and Homeschools podcast, episode number forty-eight. My guest today is uh, Miss Nicole Parks. You can find her at the Stead at Home Mom. She's over on YouTube and Instagram. And we'll go over those links at the end, and you can find those links in the show notes as well, of course, at homesteads and homeschools.com slash zero four eight. It's a little bit of a, a shorter episode today. Um, you know, I I hope you all enjoy it. I hope it'll, uh, make your, your Christmas brighter. I don't know why not. Right. When, when doesn't learning about homeschooling or hearing about homeschooling, uh, make your, your day brighter. Nicole was a, a former school teacher. Um, and we kind of talk about what it was that made her jump ship that made her decide to stay at home and homeschool her children and to get out of the indoctrination centers that, uh, that the public schools have become. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, let me know. Send me some feedback. Go leave a review in iTunes, um, whatever it is. So, we're going to get right into this and uh, go plant those liberty seeds with the Stead at Home mom, Miss Nicole Parks.
1: Oh, the sun each and I by, uh, with the shadows and the door I to find
0: All right. So today my guest is Miss Nicole Parks. She is, or was a teacher, depending on how you want to look at that. She was a a public school teacher. She is currently teaching her her own children now. Uh, She has a Nice little YouTube channel out there, uh, The Stead at Home Mom. And uh, we're going to talk to her a little bit about that, a little bit about her experience um, on both sides of the, uh, the educational coin, if you will. So, Nicole, thank you for uh, for taking the time out and coming on and, and talking. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I enjoy listening to your podcast.
0: <laughs> thanks. So um, to start, I guess, how... How long did you teach for?
1: I worked in the public schools for ten years. I worked um, as an aide, and then I spent six years working as a special ed teacher, doing resource and inclusion.
0: Okay, what what got you there? What what brought you to the the public school system?
1: I I actually loved school when I was a kid, especially elementary school, and I loved my third and fourth grade teachers so much. I decided from then on I wanted to be a teacher. So I just, all the way through school, I just pursued that career path because I loved I loved school and that's just what yeah. I wanted to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. I hear that. Um, was homeschooling ever something that you thought about at all? Um, whether it was, you know, friends that you had that were, were homeschoolers or those weird kids down the block that, you know, you never saw come out during the day because they were busy being homeschooled or something or...
1: I never knew any homeschoolers growing up. The first homeschooler I ever met was in college and that was my best friend's boyfriend. Um, but it was, it was never on the radar. And one reason I wanted to be a teacher because I knew it would be a good family friendly career path where my kids would get to come to work with me and we would be off at the same time.
0: Yeah, there's, there's definitely that side of it. Um, it is family friendly for the most part when you want to get down to it. Um, so you you were there for 10 years is it Mm -hmm. did you enjoy it while you were there in in the beginning at least or
1: yeah I mean when I was working as an aide I was getting a lot of experience because I was in college at the time so that was really nice to just kind of just I had it easy because all I had to really do was work at the work with the kids and do kind of what the teacher told me to do um and then once I started teaching it's just kind of just over time, having my own classroom and all the responsibilities and all the paperwork and all the requirements, I was like, this isn't fun.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it loses some of its zest after you beat the bureaucracy of it all. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay. So did you, I don't know, when, when you were going to school then, you were doing your student teaching or not student, how did that work? Did you do student teaching then? Because you're down in Texas.
1: Yes, yeah, So we had um, the, where I went to school, they had a, or well, Texas will allow if you're working as a, um, as an aide in where you're getting your certification in. If you do two years, that counts as student teaching. So I went to school an extra year so I could keep working full time and count that um, as my student teaching.
0: Okay. Good deal. Good deal. That's always something that, you, know, you pay to go to school and then you have to do your student teaching on top of it and you're paying to work, you know, but, um, so how, how long into it before you started to kind of get cold feet or think that, uh, maybe this, this whole public education thing, isn't what it's cracked up to be.
1: I would say it probably started creeping in my second year of, of teaching. Um, there were just so many things I was like, well, this isn't right. This, this sucks. And I, I saw it because I was a special ed teacher And it just started with the the whole testing and these expectations playing on my kids that they just felt like they were stupid and dumb because they couldn't pass these tests. And then my third year teaching is when the state, according to like No Child Left Behind, they got rid of the modified test for kids in special ed to where they had to take the exact same test as their peers, (laughs) With the only thing they were pretty much got was like extra time, a few resources for math, and they could have it the questions read to them. And it just like it just broke my heart that these kids were just we were setting them up to feel stupid and to be failures on a terribly written test.
0: Yeah, that, that's um, it's really curious to think about because I, I mean, you had mentioned that in one of the one of the YouTube videos there that like you have these expectations, you have this test that's written out and you have these kids that are on a different level. They have an IEP, they have a 504, they have some sort of plan that that says, you know, they should do otherwise. But then because of this other legislation, they have to take the same test. And, and there's some modifications, like you said there, but it really, when it boils down to it, you're expecting them to do the same thing that you know, everybody else is and they're, they're not necessarily there. They're not necessarily capable of that just yet, you know?
1: Right. They're, they're usually at least one or two grade levels behind their peers.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, that is, that is—that I can imagine that would be tough seeing, seeing kids kind of get upset with that. Did you see a lot of that kids getting upset noticing and, and, you know, taking it to heart what was going on?
1: I think, There were probably some, you could tell when they were taking the test that they just, the look on their faces, they were, they were just kind of, they were defeated before they even like started so many of them. And you just, it just broke your heart and you would, I mean, I would always tell them like, it's not a big deal. Just try your best. I don't care if you pass it. I just care that you, you tried that you used the strategies I taught you. And there was, I did a whole lot of teaching to the test because that's just what was expected of me. And that was something I didn't sign up for when I thought I was going to be a teacher either.
0: Yeah, I remember some of that. You know, you, you go through your 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 education there and you think like you're gonna have this classroom and it's gonna be yours and you're gonna need to, to do all these wonderful things, and then you get there and realize that there's all these other things that people say you have to do, all these tests that you have to to teach to, and it takes takes away on on both sides, you know, whether it's the the educator or the the student um because they lose out too you know but um so what was it that finally kind of drove you home you said all right i'm, I'm done I'm, I'm not coming back to school next year I'm, I'm gonna stay home and i'm gonna hang out with my kids and, and teach them
1: so um well i had decided by the end of my third year that i was gonna homeschool so i had my just my oldest And I was like, I'm, we're going to homeschool and maybe we'll just start at the beginning, like do maybe kinder through third, because I want to lay the foundation and not chance it and had my second one. And then my last year teaching, um, got pregnant with my third one, wasn't exactly planned. And I was like, okay, we're done after this year. (laughs) Um, I also was going to have to, I wasn't going to be able to have, um, the same childcare options either. Cause my, uh, my grandparents were watching my girls. So, and it was just like, you know, it's time for me to just really be a, just a mom and really like raise my, my kids instead of just relying on my grandparents being there with them uh, all during the day, which was a huge blessing to have my grandparents, uh, take care of them while I, while I worked. But, um, and I think even by my last year, I was so, I was done. Um, I was watching a lot of, um, John Taylor, stuff like during my um my lunch break (laughs) I was just like it's like I was done and just just ready
0: all right so how old was your oldest then when you pulled the plug
1: she was four uh, my last year teaching yes
0: okay did you go straight into homeschooling her or how did that what did that look like for you guys
1: so right when uh, I finished up my school year teaching, we moved um, further north to a county where, because my husband's still a teacher for now, um, I know he wants to, to get out at some point as well, so we um, we moved and bought seven and a half acres, and initially, I was going to be like gung-ho, I'm like, yeah, pre-K, I'm going to teach her to read, she's going to be super smart, and then I started studying um the Charlotte Mason method. And she was all about waiting till kids are six years old. And then I started reading studies on like, kids, just be kids. Don't, don't try to force too much on them at such a little age, like let them just play. And so I was like, okay, we'll just stick to reading books, learning our alphabet and, you know, just your basic, basic skills.
0: And, uh, yeah. We're, we're seeing that kind of now, like, you know, our, our older two were totally different than our, our younger two and, and what they're kind of uh, where they come in capability wise. Um, you know, our older two just kind of picked up on things and went and we're trying to do the same things with our, our third one. It's just not happening. You know, you can't, you can't force it. You know, you do kind of have to just wait a little bit and I think let them, let them come around to it. But, um, so do you, do you use, uh, the Charlotte Mason curriculum or, or do you use a curriculum or what do you guys do now?
1: Uh, So we're just in kindergarten this year, so I am taking some of her philosophies. Um, So she's very much like doing things in 10 or 15 minute intervals for each subject. Um, So I spend 15 minutes doing phonics, 15 minutes doing math. Uh, We'll do like a calendar time. Some of your typical kindergarten stuff, reading books. Um, We do um, classical conversations as for our uh, community group. So she'll, we'll recite the memory work. She likes singing the little songs, and they're in um, the mid uh, Middle Ages for their history, and then it goes into a lot of European history later on. So I will pick books from the library, or I will buy books that kind of correlate. They're, I mean, they're all picture books that correlate to whatever it is they're kind of learning. So that's about as close to as a curriculum as we as we will follow.
0: Good deal. How do you like the uh, the CC there?
1: Uh, I'm enjoying it. I agreed to tutor. I had never even known what it was and they said we need another tutor, you have teaching experience and I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> um and got their their training on it and it's just 3 hours once a week and th- she loves it. Just loves it.
0: Yeah, we we uh we're thinking about maybe doing that next year. There's a a couple groups around here and you know a lot of our friends do it and they They speak well of it, so we we'll, we'll see
1: yeah, I think it's I think it's worth at least trying it for a year and see if it works for your family or not,
0: yeah, yeah. what do you end up uh, doing with the the little one? you got the a, a young one running around there. How's that work into the uh, the programs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so well, like when we're doing our uh, community day there in the nursery, um but during the when we're doing school at home, we spend about an hour a day and the uh, almost four-year-old she'll be four in just a couple more weeks. She kind of participates with this and I do little things with her because she has to do whatever big sister does. Mm-hmm. And the baby, she's, she's the one that gets in the way because she's reaching and grabbing for everything. And sometimes I just go stick her in the playroom and I will shut the door just so I can get through that 15 minutes of our phonics lesson. And then I'll let you, it's like, I'll let you out.
0: That's funny. That's yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, the youngest one is like, he's three and a half now, but it's just when he's around and we're trying to get stuff done, it's just, man, look out. Cause he's, he's all over, all over everything. But, um. So how did, when you, when you came out of school and you decided to, uh, to homeschool your, your guys there, was that, was your husband on board all the way as well? How, how did that decision making go?
1: Yes, he was, I think us We both started teaching, um, having our own classroom the same year, and he pretty quick. We were just very much on the same page as yeah, we're gonna we're gonna homeschool. And he's uh, worked in two different districts since um, we both started teaching, and he's kind of just seen the same things that I saw. And he worked with he does uh he teaches eighth grade U.S. history right now, but yeah, he was very much on board. I mean, he was, I think even before I was saying it, he was already thinking and being like, we should homeschool. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I think you're right.
0: (laughs) Nice. Nice. Was that, was your, was your family on board with that? I said your, your grandparents were, were involved. Did you have mom and dad involved or?
1: Yeah. I mean, my parents, my mom's an elementary librarian, so she knows enough to know what goes on in public schools that she was like, okay. You know, and I think because most of my family knows because I'm a certified teacher, there's just this confidence level that, well, she can she can teach. She knows how to do it, Um, which I don't think you really need a piece of paper to make you a good teacher. You just need practice and experience because my first year teaching, I feel really sorry for this kids because I was not that great. First year teaching um, my one of my grandmothers was a teacher for many, many years, and she had heard enough of what goes on now in schools that she was very supportive of homeschooling. And then my grandmother, my grandparents that take care that took care of my girls. She's very, you need to do things traditionally. So she was like, she wasn't real thrilled because it's not, it's not a traditional thing to homeschool your kids. You put your kids in, in school. Like, so she's, so she's always has a lot of concerns, but anything you do non-traditional, she's going to express, you know, concern for that
0: yeah yeah that's uh to be understood um you know i think when you grow up with with all that around you and that's all you kind of know and grow with it's, it's there but um so did you guys i don't know did you um i forgot what i was gonna ask you man <laughs> i'm sorry um all right so then you gotta ask why are well, you doing that um all right. So you, you moved up North then a little bit, I guess you're on some, some acreage there. Um, you guys growing, growing things, doing things like that outside or.
1: So the only thing we had to do a lot of land, like just prep on the land. There was a previous house here that burned down and we brought, uh, we bought a brand new double wide. Um, so we've, it's been just a lot of mowing, fixing things. So we tried container gardening, um, that did not go very well, but we do have wild blackberries that grow on the land, so that was probably about our only real fresh, um, like food that we were able to to get. And dandelions, I cooked some things with dandelions. Nice. I would say we just uh, we just got chickens um, this week.
0: Oh, good deal, good deal. So, what what you just get some some layers or?
1: Uh, actually, I don't know what kind of chickens they are.
0: They're for, for eggs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're for, yeah, we'll do them for eggs.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. We just got some, uh, some meat birds not too long ago. Um, so they're getting big and fat right now, but, um, all right. And so, so back, uh, back on the, the homeschooling, thing, what, what have you found to be kind of difficult or, or the biggest Change, I guess, going from from public school to to the homeschool thing has there been much in a way that you've have to had to kind of redirect yourself or, or learn things differently for your for yourself and your kids?
1: I think maybe the biggest challenge was probably just that I had to change my mindset as far as I don't need to expect too much out of my daughter at such a young age and to remind myself, go slow. Like she doesn't have to be, she doesn't have to prove she's smart just because she's, she's homeschooled. Um, and I mean, as far as, cause I did, since I did special ed um, resource and inclusion, I was used to always having a small group of students. So that did transition very well of being able to work, knowing how to work, with just one on one or with just a couple a couple of kids. So that part was at least easy and that's what I was used to. I never had to manage 20 little kids all at one time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a a handful. Um but it is and I I, remember I for when my wife was out on maternity leave, I was in long-term subbing uh in a kindergarten class and it was it was intense like there's a lot of little kids when there's 25 little kids running around the classroom. That's, that's a lot to handle. And, but even, even then I think there were, I think it was like 25 kids and there was a week or two sporadically throughout the year where the teacher basically left me in charge and went outside to like tutor kids one-on-one so that they could then do well on this standardized test that they would have to take, you know, and it was, it was in kindergarten. It's just, I don't know public school and it's it's tests it's tests but
1: yeah that's what our school our school did um when i was first teaching our school was just a three through three through five campus um and then the other elementary school because it was a small rural farming community the other school was um, pre-k through second and then they transitioned during my fourth year of teaching to being a full and that's when they started having kindergartners taking these a district made standardized test. And it was such a huge waste of time because a little five-year-old is probably going to pick the answer pink because she likes the color pink and not that that had anything to do with answering the question. And it was, it, it was a huge, it was a waste of my time because I'm supposed to be providing support for this kid to help them, you know, where their gaps are. And I'm instead having to spend my time reading a test to them. <sighs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean what what when you think about school as something that's supposed to prepare you for for the real world, right? For whatever that means, but you know, when you're when you're an adult and I mean, how much time is spent preparing to take a test like learning how to pick the right answer or how to, you know, decipher this question because whoever wrote it doesn't know how to use words correctly. Like it's, you know, and yeah anyway <laughs> it's not in the world no well, exactly right it's like just this it's then it, uh, I don't know it, it blows my mind I remember the tests sometimes because I, I graduated in 01 and so I think when I was like in middle school and high school um, the standardized tests were starting to come into practice a little bit more and uh, they they the teacher one year told us like th- this test doesn't matter like it's not affecting you at all, um, but you know we need to study for it and you guys need to take it and it was just like the biggest joke you know like all the kids like we're just okay I'm just gonna write C all the way down and like have half a day off you know and like how many how many kids out there do that you know just uh, horsing around and and I don't know being kids I but. had
1: I had a student one year it was fifth grade I did mostly fifth grade. And he did not read a thing and he just circled, he would wait for me to read it and he would circle and answer and he passed the test. And I was just like, well, wow. I mean, it made me look good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's uh, well, and that's what it comes down to. Right. And then that's not how you judge a, a teacher. I mean, you know, there's so much more that goes into it, but um, I guess that's, that's what happens when you have to, you have all these, these, standards and and money to answer for and all this these programs that we have to run and do but anyway um i don't know kind of i know you you got your, your youtube channel there um you i just so I'm recording this way in advance but uh you just had one out on um Kamala Harris's uh little program there um what what would what'd, what'd you call it the for extending basically the- yes
1: yeah, so as a family friendly schools act and i went to her page i read everything that she claimed on it and i was like this is not gonna work but okay
0: yeah yeah and and i think that like i, I encourage people to go go watch that video um i'll link to it in the in the show notes but like that is so much i think of what our education system has become you know as it's daycare it's these government programs that are supposed to help right in quotes and who knows whether it's really supposed to help or just to make somebody look good or make a job here or give this company a, a payout over there and but that's that's what it's become and I, I don't know i think getting your kids out of that um is, is beneficial um,
1: yes i mean if for the people that have the ability to homeschool they need they need to do it and need to try to do it instead of just relying. When I think about it, you're relying on just complete strangers to shape and mold and educate your children. And you have no idea what's really going on in that classroom because I witnessed plenty of things that as a parent, I would have been like, I would not want my child in that class with that teacher with the way she behaves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember some of that. I remember, um, as a kid, my parents, my, my mom kind of echoing those thoughts and I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't recognize it. Um, but I can, can see it now as a, as an adult, um, you know, that it is, they're, they're strangers sometimes, you know, maybe, but sometimes most of the time you you don't. And most of the time you don't have a choice in, in who your teacher is. You know, you don't get to pick who the teacher is and, it's the, the luck of the draw, I guess. I don't know. But um I think it was I had the uh, Yeah, anyway. But um all right, so if people want to find your, your YouTube channel, um, what's the easiest way to do that?
1: So um I have YouTube, Facebook and Instagram and it's um the set at home mom.
0: All right. It's the same thing on on Facebook and Instagram as well? Yes. Okay. All right. I will I will link to all those in the show notes. Um, I, I have to say, I, I appreciated the um, five reasons why you uh, shouldn't homeschool your kids. The, uh, <laughs> I saw that when I clicked on that. I was like, hey, what's this about? And uh, it's, uh, it's it's pretty pretty spot on. All of them are, are pretty good there. So.
1: Yeah, I can be pretty snarky and sarcastic at times. And I try really hard. Um, God tried to, tries to humble me a lot and really rein in that part of my personality, but I was just going to let it all go in that video.
0: Yeah. And it, it, it works too. Cause I, at first I clicked on it. And I thought, you know, maybe, maybe this is a, a, a genuine list and we'll see. And yeah, it, was, it was genuine, I guess, in a sense, but, um, <laughs> not quite what I was expecting. So I appreciated that. Um, I don't know. any, any, advice, any last thoughts there about people either thinking about getting into homeschooling or teachers that, uh, aren't quite there yet or anything?
1: Um, I think I would just, if, um, I would probably recommend people uh, just looking up whether you're teaching or a parent. Um, I think going with John Taylor Gatto is such like a huge inspiration and just makes you really think and on what you've been led to believe, and really, like what you're doing, like if you're still teaching and what you're doing, and realizing that you're kind of part of an unethical system that you need to try to get out of.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I'm in the the middle of something here, and I can't remember what a title is offhand, but it's uh, I, I can just imagine you as a teacher watched watching, you know, or reading Gatto in the middle of middle of your lunch hour at the the public school. It's just a a great, great image. (laughs) But is is your husband, so you said he's trying to get out or he wants to get out or is he, where's he at in that process? What do you guys?
1: Yeah. Since he's kind of our only sort of income right now, that's just kind of where he is. And when I, my first year not working, it was really, really hard on him because he realized Okay, I don't have anyone that's going through what I'm going through as far as, you know, the difficulties and challenges. And we just keep toying around different um, ideas of just something he can do that just gets him, gets him out and something that he can enjoy more. He's been one of those teachers that from the get go was like wanted to be like Ron Clark and was going to give it his all. He stayed late. He worked hard. And then he just kind of realized, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you work or how much you care. You can't, you can't beat the system a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, it uh, takes a, sp- a special person and, and special circumstances, I think, to kind of really, really pull through, really shine through on some stuff. But anyway, I, I appreciate your time, and uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you know when this goes up. And uh, sorry, I'm like spacey right now. Um, but <laughs> um, I think it'll be. Sometime into December, um, I had family coming down so trying to get some things in order here, but, um, yeah, that should, that should be that. And, uh, I'll let you, let you know when that goes out, but how often do you post on the the YouTube?
1: I, ideally I try to post once a week. Um, sometimes I don't get my videos to upload in a timely manner and I quit and, um, right now I post my videos using an iPad, um, right. instead of using a video camera. So some things are kind of, kind of slow, but I try once a week.
0: How, how long, how, how long have you been doing it for? How? Old?
1: I just, just a year I started doing that. Um, but I post to Instagram and Facebook almost daily.
0: All right. So I'll, uh, I'll link to those in the show notes. Anything else you want me to post in the, put in the show notes?
1: I mean, if you just want to, I guess just link to all my social media sites would probably be just probably good. And I think putting the five reasons not to homeschool, I think that's like been my favorite video I've ever done.
0: It was, it was quite exciting because I, I there's some, there are some things I think there's like, you know, there are some reasons why I don't know homeschooling might not be, you know, the, the, the right choice or why not that homeschooling isn't the right choice, but like the actual decision-making process is the wrong the, the, doing the for the wrong reasons, you know? And, but that was, that was, that was, uh, I, I appreciated that. Cause it's so much of that is like, you know, you do, you see that, you see the, the memes that go around and you see the, the comments and it's just like, yeah, really think about this. Let's, let's actually take this logically to where it ends and, and let's think about it. So yeah, I'll put that this, up so, there for sure.
1: Yeah. The day, well, like the day before, and I already had the video planning in my mind and I was already working on it in my mind. And the day before, I got a comment. It wasn't on my channel. It was on something totally different of some guy that replied to my comment about how I'm doing a disservice homeschooling my children. And then he listed these 10 most random questions. And he said, I knew this by the time I was 10 to 13. Do you know? So I think he was assuming I was homeschooled myself. I mean, one of them was like, do I know the difference between a muffin and a cupcake. Like it was so, it was so bizarre. And I was like, nobody knows these 10 questions that you're asking, but I can go look them up and research them. <laughs> and, nobody I was like, cares I, either. and I was like, I'm sorry, you feel that the only way people can learn is being shut up in a classroom for 13 years instead of going to the library or getting on the you know, internet and learning information. But it just was kind of like that final, like I'm doing this video now. <laughs>
0: Good deal. Yeah. That's that's yeah. Ah well. Anyway, I um appreciate it, and I'll I'll let you know when it. I'm back I'm back by myself by my lonesome um, I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, it, it's kind of it's always interesting to hear um, what the actual schools are like from the inside you know somebody that has experienced it recently um, and what they have seen has has changed their mind has made them jump paradigms if you will and uh, find find something new as soon as I'm done talking, I, I suggest you guys go over to YouTube and, and check out uh, Nicole's YouTube channel. She's got lots of good uh, good stuff in there. It's fun. She's a, a character, so it's uh, she makes it enjoyable. She does make it enjoyable. So go do that and uh, go leave a review on iTunes. Go tell your friends. Go share this with people that uh, maybe are thinking about homeschooling, maybe aren't sure about it, maybe have some doubts or, or whatever it is. Let them hear these, these good, good vibes, good vibes, you know. Enjoy your Christmas. Come back on Boxing Day when I will have a little update of all the things happening around here. And I may even have a special guest for a couple minutes. Um, no, it's not my wife. I've been trying to, trying to rope her in, harangue her here and there to get her on. And she is refusing. She's refusing. And so you have to come back and and find out who that is. But it'll be here on Thursday, on Boxing Day, when you're out returning all those Christmas presents you don't want, when you're putting everything back in their boxes and uh, and being done with it all. I'll be here for you. Anyways, folks, uh, do all those things I told you, and have a a blessed Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy yourselves, and enjoy your family, enjoy the season. And uh, yeah, remember, get out there. Plant those liberty seeds. We can all reap sheaves of freedom together.